I am now on Kofi.com, which is a platform that is completely free um, for myself as a podcaster to accept donations, basically. So very, very small donations, as if you were buying me a drink. Um, I think you can donate £4 or you can make up your own donations. Obviously, this takes quite a lot of time, quite a lot of effort, and I love doing it. But sometimes you need a little bit of a financial... uh, what's the word, like a crutch, I suppose. Um, I'm not expecting to make millions and millions of pounds from this, but it would be really awesome if someone could um, sort of help me along the way, I suppose. Obviously, all the money that I earn from this podcast, I put straight back into the podcast, or I actually buy stuff from my sponsors. Um, So yeah, if you fancy that, then it's ko-fi.com. So ko com forward slash Absolute Bedlam Podcast. And only donate if you can donate. Only donate what you can and if you can. I can't express that enough. Um, don't try to give me too much and then ruin yourself financially. That's not what this is about. This is just about me keeping the, uh, the steam in the uh, machine, as I suppose. Yeah, enough waffling. Here's the episode. Hey guys, got a new Archie Soul ad read coming at ya. So, Bedlam 2021 at checkout for 10% off everything on their website, which is www.archiesoul.com. So, you've probably heard this before, but during the midst of lockdown, I didn't really care what time I woke up, didn't really care what was on my face didn't read to be completely honest with you I didn't even really care if I had a shower I was not in a good state and this website has come along and this company has come along and it's changed the game for me it's allowed me to care about what I do what I wear what I look like what sort of pomade I have on my hair just I can't describe how good their stuff is so we've got Monsieur Barbier we've got Duke Cannon We've got American Crew, we've got Anthony, we've got all sorts of products on their website. Check it out, www.archysoul.com. If you use code BEDLAM2021 at checkout, you'll get 10% off everything on their store. The shipping logistics side of things is insane. Um, I put in orders on Tuesday and I get them on Thursday. Company based in Shropshire. Um, yeah, Mark from Archie Soul has hooked me up, so I want to pay it forward, and I want everyone to check it out, and you will thank me later, because this stuff is awesome, and hopefully we've got some new deals coming up soon. But in the meantime, Archie Soul, www.archiesoul.com. Check them out, tell Mark I sent you, Bedlam2021 discount code at checkout. Cheers, guys. Back to it. Hello. Just realised that Archie Soul advert is a bit wrong. 15% off with the code BEDLAM2021. 15% off, not 10%. Ben, you're an idiot and you need to stop rushing your ad reads. Cheers. Hello and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. As always, it's your host, Ben, and I am 
honoured to have Kevin the Tech Ninja on the podcast. How is it going, Kevin? That is a very that's a very nice introduction. Um, no, it, I'm I'm doing well, man. I can't I can't complain. I mean, even though the weather is absolutely horrible where I live at in in Detroit, Michigan, here, yeah, here in the states, it's pretty. It's uh four degrees Fahrenheit. Um, is 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 what we're rocking with right now. We have about seven inches of snow outside. So, um, you know, hey, it's it's Michigan. It's the winter, and that's kind of what to expect. But other yeah. than that, man, I, I can't complain. I'm staying, staying healthy and happy. So awesome. What's the weather like in the UK? 10 degrees cloudy. Mm-hmm. No sign of snow in Weymouth at all. If we get snow here, everyone goes mental. Like, what is this <laughs> white stuff falling from the sky? And it usually <laughs> lasts like two hours. Yeah. And if it lasts more than two hours, we've got a problem on our hands because all of the roads stop and yeah. everyone just completely loses their minds so it's quite yeah. a different world here in the UK so uh well yeah you know I mean it just depends on where you're at in the US I mean there's some places that if it snows like even three or four hours from where I am if it snows the whole city shuts down it's like yeah. a big deal people get stuck on the freeways and things like that so up here they put salt on the road so the yeah. snow melts and things like that so we pretty yeah. much pre-salt the roads before snow comes and yeah, yeah. sort of used to it so yeah it's just one of those things that you kind of get accustomed to living here Un- unfortunately I-, I just don't i don't like the weather at all yeah. in the snow so yeah, yeah i get you we get gritting lorries come by our house and sort of on the main roads mm-hmm. and okay. they literally launch like small rocks on the ground and they flick up on the road and like hit your windscreen but they never like damage your windscreen but it's yeah. like jesus christ what the hell but yeah, yeah it's good fun good fun here so if we can just quickly introduce you, I don't really know where to start with you because you've done quite a lot and you've been in the game for a very, very long time. I have, so yeah. How would you introduce yourself if possible? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a guy that makes uh, technology videos on on the internet and I try to explain things in a way that every single person can understand I don't try to get too nitty gritty in the details of like the specifications, but I try to have a conversation to talk about technology in a way that humans speak to each other, not the way a person speaks to a machine or a machine speaks to a person, just humans having a conversation about, about a tech product. And that, that's kind of my goal when making yeah. a video. Yeah, I can tell that you're quite soft-spoken about your opinions, but at the same time, from what I've seen from your content, you don't pull punches. You actually say what you think and you also go back to the devices and you say, I've lived with this product for a month, for three months. And you actually give a real life version of that review rather than, oh my God, it's the newest thing on the market. It's amazing. It will change your life. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, so for me early on in my, I guess you could say career, I guess early on in my career, I did those things where I'll get a product and try to make the review, be the first to get it done. And yeah, I mean, that does help the numbers initially, but I, I do think that now kind of a mature audience sort of wants to see how things go because a lot of times you buy anything, not even just a phone, you buy a new product and there's always an update that comes out that fixes the initial bugs, right? Yeah. I like to wait till after that update comes out because if I make a review and you watch it and it's a month old and then you get your product and it's behaving differently. It's like, well, the review said this. So I do my best to wait a month 
Sometimes I wait two months. It really just depends on kind of where, you know, kind of what we're looking at um, mm. with the product. But typically I wait 30 days. And then sometimes I may do like a three month later review if more updates came out, if the device has changed, or if I'm hearing things about it, I will then pick it back up and reuse it and kind of see where we're at. And if things are dramatically different, then I'll do like an updated video. So I try to have like a complete life cycle of the product yeah. while it's still a product. Cause not everyone buys something the first day. Some people wait, some people wait six, yeah. seven months to, to yeah, buy yeah. a product. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm not an early adopter really. I tend to go on what other people sort of use around them. And I am a bit of a cheapskate, to be honest, with technology. Like I've got a OnePlus Nord to the right of me right now. And yeah. it's the bottom line OnePlus sort of thing. But it's fantastic. It's everything I need. I don't need the top end, you know. I don't even know what series they're on anymore. I think it's like OnePlus 11 or just something. Yeah. You know, I had um, the 6. Yeah. yeah. I had the yeah. 6 and the charging port died. And that was the only reason I got rid of the 6. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's just yeah. That's life, really. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it just depends on use case. I mean, phones are so yes. good these days. They are, yeah. There's not a reason to upgrade every single year. Definitely. Um, it depends on, depends on your usage. And I know plenty of people that can use, you know, a OnePlus 8 or OnePlus 7 for, for many years because yep. it's just it, it does what I need it to do. And typically, hardware failure is the reason they switch to something else because these yeah. phones are not really repairable, so... Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's all sort of in one now, isn't it? It's all kind of a single yeah. assembly board and stuff like that. Yeah, they don't make it repairable on, for a number of reasons. Number one, it keeps the phone real thin and people like to have the thin phones and things like that. So it's not really modular. And yeah. of course, it, it incentivizes you to buy a new phone. So it makes it yeah, easier. Definitely. So I don't know if you know about this, but in two years, We've not really been able to go out much. We've had something going around COVID. I don't know if you're aware of it in the US. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm very aware of it. Uh, it's been like, er, I know you guys go more aggressive on lockdowns. And yeah. with the US, it's state to state that does their yeah. own lockdown. So it's not like a countrywide lockdown. Um, so, I mean, in, in Michigan, we, we've had, we had a lockdown two years ago, like early on COVID. Early COVID had a lockdown. And then things kind of started to loosen it up and things like that. And then you see like the numbers go up and numbers go down. And I think once the vaccine came out, people like got very comfortable with it. And, you know, including myself, um, I wasn't around large crowds, like still I'm weary around large crowds, mm, I agree. but like seeing, seeing family members that were vaccinated, fine doing things was, I was fine with it, but I still did wear a mask a lot of places that I went. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole new variant came out and I basically, I didn't travel. I was supposed to go to the consumer uh, electronics show in Las Vegas. Yep. I didn't go. And like a lot of people didn't go because of that. Um, so it's just one of those things that we're just sort of waiting it out again and yep. kind of seeing, seeing what happens, I guess. How have you managed that? Has it affected your mental health or has it allowed you to get more work done? Cause I assume you do quite a lot of your work from home other than conventions. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, my day to day hasn't changed a ton, I would say, just because we don't have like a nationwide lockdown like we did earlier. So like if the weather was better, I could still go out and play golf like my like I, I love to play golf. Right. So like if I was able to go out and want to play golf, I can go play golf. If I want to practice somewhere, I can still go there, wear a mask, you know, socially distance and things like that. Um, so my mental health is fine. And I'm really just a homebody. Like I love to spend time with my family. 
and all of my work I do here at the house. So I don't, I wouldn't say my life was impacted a lot, like once, once things open back up, but when things go to a shutdown, then just knowing that I can't go anywhere or knowing yeah. that anything yeah. I want to do, I can't do yeah. just kind of makes it hard for me. But um, yeah. I, I mean, I will say I'm fortunate though, because my job is an online job. I didn't, I didn't lose my job or anything like that. And many people lost their jobs or going to work was mm. one of those things that put themselves at risk. So I'm thankful that I'm not in that situation. So I try to keep a, just try to keep positive, positive about it and just um, say good, you know, try not to get down on it too much because a lot of people have it, have it so much worse. Yeah. I think people don't know they have an option until that option gets decided for them. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, I can't go outside now. So you know, it's a, it's a tricky situation. There's no straight, easy answer to it. Not that, not that I know of anyway. And this is why we're still yeah. in this mess. But yeah, I don't want to talk about COVID too much because it's a very negative <laughs> subject. And I'm not talking about anti-vaxxers because I just, I'm, I'm refusing at this point to cancel myself. <laughs> I'm, yeah. years, I'm only a year in. So uh, let's not get into that. So I've got some fan questions coming up. But first things first, I just wanted to talk about your YouTube channel yeah you have been grinding on youtube for a significant period of time and i wanted to know what made you first press publish on your first video what was your intention yeah so the funny thing is when i started my youtube channel to me it was literally just um like free video storage so i so i essentially i love computers like computer I built, I built my first computer at 15. So I've always like loved computers. So my first couple of videos, if you ever look and just sort by old videos, yeah, it was like my computer build playing a certain game and seeing how good it would run. And then I'll put that video up there and then I'll go to message boards and like drop the link and they're like, Hey guys, this is how my computer I built. This is how it's running this game. Yeah, This is how this game looks. And then I got into like, the modding community for NBA 2K video games where people would modify all the graphics. And then I'll do, I'll record myself playing the game and post it on YouTube to go to the forum. So it, it you know, I did that for maybe a year or a couple of years before I actually yeah. made a YouTube video. And my first YouTube video, I was comparing two cases for the Moto Zoom tablet. And I bought two different cases and I just compared the two. And I just posted that video on youtube and then i put it on a message board and say hey this is my comparison and i've always loved video like video was something i've always done like in high school i took a video editing class and that was when it was actually on tapes so i learned how to edit video with tapes and things like that so i've always loved video and that was kind of the first time i put my love for tech and video in like a big sandwich if you will and uh put it online but yeah yeah i'm looking at your channel now i'm looking at the oldest video and it's actually basketball yeah <laughs> yeah it was just free free upload storage i just i yeah. uploaded a, a game that i played at when my friends came and recorded and i uploaded some stuff and then some of the video i use because in the, in the nba 2k video game you're able to customize your own shot so right, i okay. uploaded my shooting form online yeah, to yeah. ask people what what settings should i use to make my character have my shooting form so that was like a um like a little, like a little basketball league I was yeah, yeah, in yeah. after college. I can always tell quite a lot about someone on YouTube by their first video, because I think their first video really sort of 
polarizes people and makes them sort of i think youtube's quite a slow burn i don't know if you agree and i think yeah. a lot of people see an exponential viral growth on you know people like pewdiepie who every time he pressed refresh he got a million subscribers it was mental at one point but i think like especially with my podcast it's a very very slow burn but i don't find myself refreshing the views because i'll make myself go crazy but yeah it's good to see that you've been really genuinely grinding at this and slowly sort of reaching the top when do you think you'll be finally sort of when do you think you've completed YouTube, if that makes sense? What's your end? Yeah. I mean, there are there are 7 billion people in the world, I guess, until when I get 7 billion subscribers. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things that it, it's forever evolving. And even me, I'm always yeah. trying new things, experimenting different methods. And I mean, I don't consider myself a YouTuber. I consider myself a content creator because yeah. there's all these different platforms that I have to be on too, which... It's definitely hard and it's an adjustment period for me because like this year, this year coming up, I'm really making a conscious effort to take my social platforms as seriously as, as I do with YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know, where am yeah. I going to find time? I don't know. But <laughs> knowing the knowing the facts that that there was more people going to TikTok than there were going to Google, yeah. not YouTube, but Google in general. Crazy. It's scary. And I have to get my TikTok numbers up. And people are like, TikTok's for kids. And I'm like, but you have to understand, you have to be places that people are looking. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that it's a constant cat and mouse game. It's a constant way of doing something and seeing how it reacts and, and things like that. So it's um it's difficult. Uh, yeah, it definitely does keep me up at night sometimes, like really thinking about that, thinking that like in two years or in three years, YouTube may not have that same pool as it does today and what am i doing to set myself up for success in those years yeah a second or third revenue stream is never a bad idea is it because i've seen youtube go down in the past mm -hmm. and it's quite a rare occurrence but recently facebook went down for a couple of hours didn't it and everyone lost their minds of course yeah so you've got yeah, to have a youtube channel a twitch channel a tiktok channel so on so forth and obviously if you're doing brand deals, which we can get onto in a bit, you know, you've got to do an Instagram story. You've got to do a bespoke video for them. You know, you've got to try and promote it as much as naturally and physically possible. Yeah. What would you give as advice to people that are looking to start YouTube specifically in the tech space? Yeah. I mean, you know, anyone's going to tell you that the tech space is always is saturated, right? So, yeah. So many people are doing it because when I started off, the entry point to make tech videos was, was much higher. It was harder, but now you can, now cameras are cheaper. You can use your cell phone to shoot. You can edit on your phone. I mean, there's so many ways to do it, which, which I actually love. I love that more people have the opportunity to get more voices. With that being said, you need to figure out how are you going to be different? How are you going to be unique? Why yeah. would I watch your video yeah. versus watching someone else's video? Yeah. Like, you know, you shouldn't strive to be the next, you know, Marquez Brownlee. You should strive to be the, the best version of you that you are. Yeah. And, you know, let your voice be heard. I know it sounds sort of cliche, but it is true. Cause it's like, if you're trying to be someone else, why would I watch your video? I'll watch that person's video. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's the thing. It, it is definitely a, uh, it is definitely hard to get into tech, but if that's your passion, you, you should definitely be yourself and go for your passion. Yeah.
yeah no i completely agree it's all about making your own path there's a lot of voices on the internet and it's very easy to get muddled up in that isn't it definitely yeah make your own way and all that sort of stuff um you wanted to talk about the samsung was it the s21 yeah it was the um yeah the s21 fe so um you know not not boring people with it but samsung releases like a budget version yeah. of their phone from the previous year so the samsung s21 came out last year and the fe is coming out this year so the same version fe is coming out this year and it's just um i guess we're sort of seeing a shift in the manufacturers how they're always not always but now they're starting to provide a cheaper alternative because the phone prices as you know have gone up tremendously yeah. over the years so yeah. now they have more of a budget offering for it and oh, typically yeah. the budget and typically the budget phone just gives you a better camera it just gives you a good camera yeah and kind of older processor in a less premium build mm. and sort of saying hey this is our our new offering yeah and i guess um what's difficult for someone like me who reviews these phones is that i'll review something and then there's so many other phones that do the same thing for a cheaper price so it's yeah. one of those things it's like are you willing to pay a little more because the name of samsung or are you willing to pay a little less to get the same phone, but it will say Google or it'll say Huawei or it'll say a different name? That's yeah. kind of kind of my thing. Right, yeah. So just on the back of that question, I do like to try and integrate questions rather than just randomly firing them off and hoping that they all amalgamate. Yeah. What, in your opinion, is the most important part of a phone, tablet, laptop? Because a lot of people like the all-rounder, don't they? Of course, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess for, for me personally, yeah, I would say for me would be battery life. That is a thing that I struggle with the most. Um, I know there's battery banks and chargers and all those, I, I get it, but a lot of times when I'm up and up and running and moving around, I don't yeah. have yeah. those things with me at all times. Yeah, I agree. So I would sacrifice a great camera for a good camera with better battery life. Um, yeah. I'll sacrifice those for those things because it's just I, when I start, when I get to like 25%, 30%, I really start to panic a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I do, yeah, and I do, I do yeah. so much on my, I do so much on my phone and that's the way I communicate with my family and all my emails and, and things like that, that, that really keeps me connected to what's going on, especially if I'm not home. Um, so I'll take battery life over anything at this point. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. I find myself, I've stopped recently, but I found myself getting quite, panicky at about 41 percent battery which is <laughs> way yeah you know like it's just why are you panicking about something like that then you know but the one plus comes with warp charging and it's yep it's so so fast have you um dealt with one plus yourself because i am oh, a cool. fanatic of one plus i love them yeah of course i've i've been a big fan of one plus since the original flagship killer the yeah. one plus one and yeah, the yeah. back had a sandstone back where you know, yeah, I've been a huge fan of OnePlus for a while, and I, I I like what they're doing. I'll be interested to see the OnePlus Ten. They just mm. announced information on it. OnePlus Nine sort of took a sort of took a once say yeah. a bad turn. It just it didn't push OnePlus Four like every year they built yeah. on the previous year, and the OnePlus Nine really didn't build on the Eight at yeah. all, mm. and it had like some just really bad bugs they could never solve. So yeah. we're looking OnePlus do a little redemption on the OnePlus Ten, and they waited a little bit longer to push out the 10. The 10 is actually around six months later than what was expected. So I'm hoping right. that means they really 
fully tested it, waited for some things to happen, made some changes and all those things. So um, I'm excited to see the OnePlus 10, kind of what all it has and, and how it works out. Yeah, no, fair enough. Cool. I remember the OnePlus One was like a rumor and you had to get a code yep. to apply to get one. And it was like a really exclusive, like, I've got a OnePlus sort of like yeah. real weird time to be alive. But um, yeah, they, they did a very good job. And I, I love OnePlus and uh, if there's any jobs going at OnePlus, then uh, drop me a message. <laughs> um, so I've asked you the questions about mobile phones, what the end game is for um, your YouTube channel and all that sort of stuff. So how do you get the technology that you review? Do people send you free phones, tablets, Roombas, laptops? And I'm assuming a lot of that is tied into brand deals. And yeah. that question was asked by my friend on Twitch called Ed the Penguin. And no, that's not a made up username. Okay. Well, all right, Ed the Penguin. So um, I, I guess we should reframe the question a little bit because I wouldn't suggest that it's free yeah. um, because it is an exchange for, for video. And, you know, we're, you know, making a video, um, doing a review and all those things takes a lot of time to do. So I wouldn't call it free per se. And also they are considered loners. Now, do yeah. they ask for them back all the time? No, but it's not like I can do, do a video on the new Samsung phone and then put it on eBay the next day and sell it. Yeah, like yeah. That, that, That's yeah. nothing I can do um, because it is a loner. And at any time they could ask for the product back. Some companies ask for their products back more often than other companies. So, yeah. you know, I do have a collection of phones that were sent to me for sure. But at the same time, they're not technically my phone. They, at any time, they could ask for these phones back. And if I don't have them, they're going to charge me for the phone. Oh, yeah. um, and it's just one of those things that, you know, as you, as you work on video, as you grow, companies start to notice you and they want to reach out. Hey, do you want to review this product? Do you want to check this product out? And it's just sort of momentum. Like once one company does it, then the next one does. It's sort of, you know, a snowball effect. Now, originally, for me to get product, um, I had to buy product. I had to buy phones. I had to upgrade yeah. my phone. And it was, it was very costly. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Then, and then here in the States we have, you know, T-Mobile, um, with T-Mobile, they had a program called jump on demand. And that means you pay per month for a phone. And at any time you can upgrade to the next phone four right. times a year. So right. I was doing that when, whenever the new phone would come out and I had two lines of service so I can get up to eight phones in a year. That's yeah. how I was doing it. I had two lines of service and I was swapping out phones every time a new phone came out. So yeah. I was able to review all the latest phones and I did that for about a year. And, you know, you make a video for LG phone and LG looks at those things, you know, when they're making phones, they'll yeah. see that and say, wow, you know, this guy made a great video on our product. Let me, let's reach out to him and send him a phone next time around. You know, that's just sort of how yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that makes complete sense. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, what's the best, technological advancement been in the last decade with phones tablets laptops and that was asked by my good friend and a friend of the podcast sam welch sam welch that, that, that is a um i wouldn't say it's a lot that's, that's hard because it's last 10 years yeah, um i would say just i would say data data speeds in general yeah, has changed in the last yeah. 10 years i i remember having my sidekick my sidekick phone. And maybe that's a little longer than 10 years. I don't know. Um, but I remember having just having, oh, having like a, a, a Windows mobile phone, right? Yeah. And I remember just loading a web page, 
I would load the web page and I could put my phone down, get a drink of water, and come back, and the page will finally start to load. Yeah. Versus now with with 5G connection or, yeah. or even 4G connection, I mean, web pages pop up in, you know, in a couple of seconds. And, you know, I remember downloading music then, and, you know, a song would take a half hour. Now, yeah. you click play on a button and, and it, will, it will start playing instantly. So I think data speeds for me has been a really big one um, that allows me to, to be able to work without being on a, you know, a home connection, a Wi-Fi yeah. connection. I can yeah, work. Yeah, yeah directly from my phone off my normal connection yeah it's crazy what phones do nowadays i find just that data speed thing it's just you're not waiting for things to download um mm -hmm. you know i used to use LimeWire. i probably downloaded a ton of viruses oh, yeah. and stuff like that and you know you would go onto like pirate bay and stuff like that and you would have to wait all night if you wanted an album from an artist and you would get seeds and hosts and all that sort of stuff oh, yeah drag your upload download time really into the mud wouldn't it but um yeah great thank you for that that's a great answer mm -hmm. um thoughts on the emerging metaverse are we near civilization's end and that is by bryony garrett yeah i mean hey i i have a quest too i mean i i uh you know i don't think we're near the end of civilization um yeah. I think I think we're ways away from people putting these things on and sitting yes. on their couch and living in this world. Yeah, I, man. I don't I don't think we're that close as people make it seem because wearing these things, number one, they're not comfortable. Like after after wearing it for about an hour or so, it isn't a comfortable experience. Yeah. Um, some people get motion sickness. I, I know I do. I play certain games that have this floaty effect and it it, it can definitely give you some motion sickness. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're there yet. Like I I've gone into the VR, the horizon world where you're able to just walk around and people have houses and stuff like that, but yeah. there's no utility beyond that. Like there's nothing else. You're going there and talking yeah. to people. And it's, I mean, it's fun. It's just like, it's like an, it's just a more interactive AOL chat room. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, could yeah, it happen yeah. in, in, in my lifetime? Yeah. Maybe, but I just don't, I don't personally see that truly happening fully like taking over our normal world like ready player one or something like that yeah i heard something crazy the other day on the joe rogan experience and apparently tim dylan reported to joe rogan someone paid four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars to be snoop dogg's metaverse neighbor yes now that I, I, yeah. is insane yeah, I mean, you know, that's when we go down the whole path of, of NFTs and, and yeah. uh, digital land and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there is a market, people, if people pay for it, go for it. But I just don't want to be the last person to hold on to it because yeah. eventually it's going to stop. I mean, that's what happens with, you know, the, the NBA, they have a, a system called Top Shot, where it's basically digital cre credit cards, digital playing cards, like okay. digital cards that are like they're, they're called moments so like you know michael jordan shooting a shot or whatever right. and they you'd have to enter to win and then they only have so many of them you own this moment and then someone wants to buy it off you but it you know there was this amazing spike where people were buying so much stuff but now if you look at it people aren't getting their money back like who was the last right. person to buy it they're stuck with it and paying this absorbent price for it and any time they can make more of it so it's not a scarce product is not a scarce thing and that's yeah. the thing that worries me so 
I, I haven't put any money into the digital assets or anything like that. Yeah, I do crypto and things like that, but I haven't bought anything digitally like that. All right. So for my friend, this is straight off the uh, straight off the bat. My friend is obsessed with crypto. He's called Carl Dawkins. What is Kevin the Tech Ninja's preferred coin? Yeah, I mean, of course, Bitcoin is like the default, um, and a lot of people are um, not a big fan of it because just the the price of it right now is just so hard to get into, but you don't have to own a whole Bitcoin is what I explained to people. You don't have to pay 47000 to buy one. But I like Ethereum just because it has utility behind it. Yeah. And it's still low enough per, you know, it's still, it's expensive, but it's still low enough where you can get in there and, and have a chunk and makes it feel, makes it worth it to you. And it's like, I, I don't know the prices today, but US dollar, like 3200 or or $3,500, what, what it was today. And so if you get in at there and it actually gets as big as Bitcoin, yeah. you made a lot of money. So it's one of those things that I like Ethereum. I put money towards Ethereum every couple of weeks just to kind of stay in there and, you know, oh, yeah. make it exciting. I, I look at all that stuff to me as a, like a long-term investment. I'm not looking to get my money out anytime soon. So I yeah. don't stare at it. I just put money in and see what happens. Great, great. Cool. Right. Got three more questions. And then we're going to wrap up because you've got stuff to do. You've got 11 minutes. So I'm trying to be <laughs> as efficient as physically possible. I, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> no worries. What do you think about the Huawei censorship thing with the OS um, app stores and basically Hawaii? I think it was in China, wasn't it? They kind of got yeah. cancelled in a way and they had to yeah. sort of make their own app store. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know all the specifics. So my my understanding is very surface level. Yeah. And I know it's like it gets into the political realm and things like the way kind of things I, I tend to avoid to yeah. you know talking about publicly, obviously. Yeah. That's um, but it's just one of those things that uh the US felt that Huawei phones were not secure and that it was transmitting information to the Chinese government. And they felt it was the best interest to not allow those phones in the U.S. So they can't access the Play Store, which basically makes it hard for anyone to use in the U.S. Yeah. Now, there are ways around it where you can upload the Play Store on the side and still use the phone. That's But those are like the rare exception. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if they were doing that, if sending that information over. I don't personally know. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things that the U.S. government felt it was a threat to national security and they shut it down. Yeah. Um that's, that's fair enough. Kind of, that's kind of all that's that's all I know about it at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, I just think um the question sort of in that question is do you think that will happen again? And do you think that what am I trying to say? Do you think that is a another example of innovation that Hawaii managed to sort of navigate their way through that rather than just saying, well, we can't continue as a device? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it depends on how, it depends on how much we are valuing our security. Yeah. Um, because it's just one of those things, you know, security is on a pendulum with convenience for security. Right. And I guess in the U S Russia and China is like our digital enemy. So yeah. if Russia and China are doing things like that, we're going to step up versus if it's a company in American soil, yeah. harvesting that same data is not as, big of a deal so i guess it depends on where it's coming from and who who cares at the moment oh yeah yeah this is one from me how do you switch off in a world full of technology 
I'm working on that every single day. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with it. And, you know, you know, I have a three-year-old son and, you know, spending time with him is really cool, but even he is like getting addicted to technology, which is really, really hard for me to see. And I try to combat against that. But when he wakes up, the very first thing he's doing, he's like reaching for his iPad, like Mm -hmm. reaching for like crying for his iPad as soon as he wakes up. So it's one of those things that I let him watch it, put it up, put it on a timer. Then after that, take it away. And we do things, we color, we play. So that that's my way to disconnect. And when I'm with him, I don't, I'm not on my phone when I'm with him, as, yeah. as you know, I'm not, I'm not great at replying back to email, as you know, you, you're I have, pretty good. You're pretty good. Don't, don't put yourself down. Yeah. You, you've I, been a lot you know, better I, than I try, some of my guests. <laughs> yeah. So I try to have blocks where yeah. I'm doing email. I try to have like office hours, if you will. Right. Yeah. Where I'm doing email. And like, so for, for me, I just have to really put a handcuff on it because this phone connects to my world. Mm-hmm. And that is a great thing. But at the same time, it's very hard for me to, to not feel that buzz in my pocket. So, you know, I, I, I use the, um, I use the different modes on my phone. So, I, you know, when I'm not working, yeah. I turn off emails. So I don't yeah. have emails coming in. And then when I'm ready yeah. to work and then I make sure that if I'm working, that I'm not around my family, cause then it's cutting into family time. So I make it a point if I'm yeah. working, I'm going to be here in my basement to yeah. work. Like yeah. to, to, just to have that separation. And it's something yeah. I struggle with every single day. Yeah, I get and it. I just, yeah. I, I just, I do my best with it. So that's, yeah. that's all I can do is my best every day. So there's a song you need to check out by a artist that I absolutely adore called Bo Burnham. And he'd done okay. a song called Welcome to the Internet. And I think you would appreciate that because it's essentially, can I interest you in everything all of the time? And the internet doesn't really switch off. Like there's obviously sectors of the world where there's an outage. But the internet, mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. It's probably in 16 different locations across the world. But it's never really truly been turned off since it got turned on on day 480 or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, crazy, crazy world, isn't it? We need to um, moderate our, well, we just need to get a bit more self-discipline, really, don't we? I think that's ultimately the silver bullet, really. Yeah, you know, the the internet, I think, turned into something more than what, what was intended yes and i think it's just grown at a massive rate and scale that that you can't you know you can't wrangle in it's just it's it's just this big beast and you can't do anything about it to be honest so yeah i agree you know it's the the internet is creating i think it's creating more problems than it's solving at this point it solves a lot of things but i think there's more problems being created that we haven't seen before so we don't have the solutions for these things you know i agree yeah we'll get there though Come on, people, let's have a bit of a bit of an optimistic <laughs> twist. Right, last question. Kevin, what are your plans for the future? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just for me, I, I, I want to continue to be able to evolve as, as everything, like as a, as a content creator, making content, as we, you know, we talked about TikTok a few moments ago, yeah. being able to just be wherever I need to be to continue to make video and continue to share this with with my audience yeah. and find new people for my audience. Uh, I want to be, you know, a great father to my son. You know, I want to be a great yeah. husband to my wife. You know, I just want to continue continue what I'm doing today, but just do it better. Um, yeah. You know, I, I make mistakes every day, so just try to make less mistakes every day and kind of move forward and but, just yeah. be a good person overall. You know. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Well, I watch your videos with great intent, and I admire your work ethic because 
it's great that you have blocks now. I think that's absolutely essential as a YouTuber and especially one that's in the digital space. But I've got your notification bell turned on and everyone should go subscribe to Kevin and get him to 300K. But um, yeah, I, I do genuinely enjoy your reviews more than others. I won't name other people because I'm not here to start a rap battle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do genuinely appreciate your content and I find it incredibly easy to watch. So thank, thank you so much. You and what are you up to first of the day? Yeah, so um, so my son actually just came home from school. That's kind of why we have a stop. So yeah. typically when he comes home from school, yeah. I greet him and we, you know, we spend time together to talk about what happened in school and yeah. you know, kind of kind of spend that time. I'm sort of off the clock for a little bit when he when he comes home and then yeah. um, start working again a little bit later. But typically right when he walks in, that's kind of when I spend my time with them and, um, oh, yeah. you know, do all those yeah. things. It's trying to, trying to create memories, trying to create habits. And yeah. I don't want him to just look back and say, my dad used to always work, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't want him to say that. So I try to create habits and make new memories and, and routines and things like that. So. Cool. Cool. Do you have any questions for me or are you happy to wrap that up? No, I'm, I'm good, man. I really appreciate it. It was fun. I, I wouldn't mind uh, hopping on again sometime in the future and uh, make it happen. Again. Let's do it next year. Awesome. For sure. Right, yeah. I've just got to ask you one question. We'll stop recording and I'll ask the question and then I'll leave you to your day. Thank you very much. Okay. Cheers, everyone, for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing and check out my sponsors. I'll do a separate sponsor thing in a minute because Kevin's a busy guy. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Take care. Hey, guys, got a new ad read for you. We've got Made Sure Wax Melts. So if you use the code Bedlam20 at checkout, you will get... 20% off, Bedlam20 for 20% off. So the website for Made Sure is madesure.bigcartel.com. So wax melts to suit every mood, every emotion, every feeling. Currently gearing up for Halloween. So uh, yeah, handmade wax melts. Get involved. Um, haven't had a bad bit of feedback yet, so... There we go. Shout out to Hannah for uh, making the best wax melts in Dorset, bar none. So made sure it's Bedlam 20 for 20% off your entire order at checkout. Cheers. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam podcast. This show is officially sponsored by Grind Fitness and Sportswear Clothing. This active and healthy lifestyle company hails from Weymouth and Stu I. Check out their website, which is www.grindlimited, which is LTD, UK.com. That's www.grindlimitedUK.com. I've recently been given some of their products to test out. And it's all been absolutely fantastic and very, very comfortable to wear. The base layer doesn't cling to you and you can really feel the quality of the clothing. Get involved and start your own grind today. If you have any questions regarding any of their products, please feel free to drop me a message on my Instagram page, which is Absolute Bedlam Podcast, or drop Clayton, the CEO, a message on Instagram. His... Uh, the Instagram page even, is called Grind, which is G-R-N-D. We will be very happy to help you with any inquiries that you have on your way to start your own fitness adventure. Thanks again to Grind for allowing me to promote your products. Right then, back to it. 
just to let you know that Grind are currently doing a 25% off everything on their store with my affiliate code, which is Bedlam2021. So that's B-E-D-L-A-M for mother, 2021, which is the year that we live in. Bedlam 2021 at checkout for 25% off all products, grind. Back to the episode. 